This is the NFL Draft Bible Spotlight Show. Connecting players with football industry professionals since 2002. It's what we do. Welcome everyone to this NFL Draft Bible Spotlight Edition. Ryan Roberts back with you again, Rising Draft on Twitter. Please follow me there. Follow everything NFL Draft Bible at NFL Draft Bible on Twitter, NFLDraftBible.com, bringing you all the info you need for every draft cycle. Just got done with uh, 2020, which was an exciting time. I have a young man that I'm really excited about. I was just kind of chopping up with him a little bit off air and South Carolina film this past year. Kyle Markway was a tight end that came out of the draft this past season. A guy that kept flashing me was this number nine at tight end. So I, I dove into him a little bit, found out some nice background information of him. I am Mr. Nick Moose, who is a tight end out of South Carolina, transferred over from William and Mary before the season. Nick, man, want to thank you so much for taking some time. Appreciate you just coming on the show today, man. Of course. Appreciate you for coming. Uh, absolutely, man. And if if the last name sounds familiar to you guys, also the brother of Tanner, who was just drafted by the Oakland, uh, I guess, Las Vegas Raiders now um, in the third round this uh, this past draft only a couple weeks ago. And I know, obviously, it's got to be an exciting time for you, Nick, despite the, you know, the madness of the pandemic, everything, your brother, you know, get the getting his dream, playing in the professional football league. How has it been over the last couple weeks? We talked a little bit about, you know, the uh, the pandemic kind of making you really appreciate family. One of your family members just had a great moment in his life. What was that experience like just being there for your brother? Oh, man, it was great. It's, it's something you always dream of, man. Sitting around when you're four and five years old playing on a trampoline or playing ball outside and you just – sit down on a Sunday or a Saturday and just watch college and NFL and you're just like, dang, one day I want that to be me. And for stuff like that to happen and even if you're a free agent, undrafted, don't matter, you get picked up, you get a chance, <clears throat> anything past high school ball is a blessing. It's a bonus. Not many people make past high school ball. That's why it's not for everybody. And I just feel like it's a, a crazy time, but it is good appreciation. We had a lot of family over, even though it's really not – good for the quarantine rules but you know we had a lot of family over to congratulate him and stuff and just watching him get drafted uh to a place he wanted to go to he loves coach Gruden so it's it's amazing man and uh hopefully next year will be my time but we'll have to wait and see for right now absolutely man and and I know I know your time is coming very quickly the Raiders just love those Clemson guys over there man so it made total sense Tanner obviously blew up the combine did a lot of great things but I'm interested in your story, Nick, because I know, you know, you came out of uh, South Point High School in North Carolina. You went to William & Mary first. You were an all-CAA selection at William & Mary. You did a lot of great things. Take me just through your, your career a little bit in terms of the stops along the way and, and how you finally ended up here in South Carolina playing for the Gamecocks. Um, well, I was lightly recruited at high school. A lot of teams wanted me from the ACC one or two from the SEC, but they wanted me as walk-ons. And uh, I'm not rich by no means, but I, I knew my family could afford it if I wanted to, but I didn't want to put the burden on my mom and dad. So I decided to go where my best offer was, and that was at William & Mary, where uh, Coach Mario Acatelli, he is now at Elon, he recruited me. And that's, I mean, he's one of the best recruits I've ever met. Uh, great guy. So I decided to go to William & Mary. Um, loved it there. First year, um, 
they came to me. This is when there was no rule for once you play one game, you burned your redshirt year. So they came to me about halfway through the year when one of our tight ends got hurt and asked me if I wanted to play. And you know me, just a little freshman, I mean, you're never going to say no to playing. So um, that's what I decided to do. So I played about six games my freshman year at William Mary. Then sophomore year comes around, and I was uh, that was probably my best year so far. I had about just around 500 yards throughout half the season. And I I think it was like 450, something like that. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. But at about game seven uh, or game two, I broke my collarbone. So I actually missed four games in the conference and I think one outside the conference, something like that. And that kind of slowed me down a little bit, but I started progressing at the very end of the season and caught back up. So I haven't had a real big, like, full season yet. I played about six my freshman year, around six my sophomore year, and then this last year I played – Missed the first game because of, like, the eligibility rules. We're still trying to work on that. But um, after that, I played about five, six games, seven games, and then Vanderbilt, obviously, I tore my ACL. So it's been a bumpy road, but I've enjoyed the progress. Um, there were some complications that helped me, like, not didn't help me, but, you know, it's hard to transfer with the complications that were happening in the background. And uh, I felt like South Carolina was a place I'd call home. It was either between them or LSU as my top two. And there were some complications with LSU because my offensive coordinator from William & Mary went there as like an offensive analyst. And he's now with the Panthers. So there was complications in the background of uh, how he could recruit me and couldn't recruit me. And so I decided South Carolina was closer to home. My family could watch me and uh, I could enjoy this moment with them for my last couple of years of college ball. So it's, it's been good, but I'm ready for this senior season and hopefully I have a breakout year where I'll stay healthy, God willing. So we'll see how it goes. Absolutely, man. And I know just, you know, the, the brief things I've been able to see from you on the film. I, I caught four of your games this past season that you did play in in South Carolina, um, all the old 22. And then I, I, I did go back and watch just your highlights from William & Mary, a few of your catches. And I'll tell you one thing that really stood out to me just, you know, specifically about your game is – you are a really flexible athlete for the tight end position, which I think allows you to be a really nice route runner for your size. You know, I saw you listed right around 6'4", 250, but I felt like you were a really loose athlete. After the catch, I thought you were a really, really standout football player, able to do some nice things after the catch. Again, use that flexibility to, to weave around tackles, break some tackles. For you, Nick, if I had to ask you, just give me some of your biggest strengths on the field. You can use a couple that I use, maybe some stuff in line for, as a, from a blocking perspective. What do you kind of think separates you from a skill set as a, as a, a, a really talented tight end? Um, definitely yards after catch. I'm not, I've never really been a guy of like big-time contact. I'm never scared of it, but I've never been one to just headbutt people. So every time I catch a ball, the first thing I'm thinking about is making someone miss. So if you can make someone miss – First of all, it's a highlight. Second of all, it helps you open up the field, and it slows it down in my mind. And then uh, third of all, it just it gives you the time that you need to make the next move. So instead of just running the contact, it's, it's all about outsmarting. I've always been a guy that just tries to outsmart others. So if he thinks I'm going left, I'm going to fake left, fake right, and then go left. So it, it, just, it just messes with someone's mind. That's what I think I'm good at after the catch. And then – when I was at William Mary, I was actually better after the catch. And when I moved to South Carolina, I figured my role changed a little bit more into, like, blocking as well. So, especially watching the draft, when you see some of these guys that go first, second, third, fourth round that are, like, the big-time athletes, and you remember blocking them 
almost perfectly 80% of the time, then you're like, wow, I got a chance. So it, it's it's good that, like, I've gotten better at the blocking scheme because you're going to need both in the NFL or you're just not going to make it for the most part. So mm-hmm. I feel like uh, blocking has definitely improved a lot in skill set. My best one's definitely yards after catch. Yeah, and that that definitely just stuck stuck out from your film when I was able to watch. And in the the run game is is a really interesting one because I really liked Kyle in that in that aspect. Markway that came out this year, obviously, I felt like he was a really tough blocker. I mean, I saw a couple of times where he's playing H and he's just coming like a cross zone kind of look, and he just is absolutely destroying the end man on the line of scrimmage. I love watching those you guys kind of get after in the run game, and I know. When I'm looking at you now, it, it's a tough situation because I know you're doing your best to obviously rehab, get better, and improve your game in, in a situation where, you know, there's a little bit of uncertainty. Take me through this time for you, Nick, as far as rehab, you know, recovering from the ACL, and also trying to improve your game to end your career off the best way you possibly can. Um. Well, the first three years have obviously been – well, freshman year wasn't much, but the rest have been from injuries where I've missed games. So definitely trying to rehab three or four times a week, plus getting lift in, get stronger, get faster, things like that. That's definitely what I'm focused on right now, especially since they're, I think it's a positive for me that I'm trying to catch up with the quarantine because no one's really getting ahead of me running routes. No one's really getting ahead of me going through the offense. So it's trying to keep me on an even scale, which it's bad for the world, but it's actually good for me. Bad thing to say that, but it is what it is. Um, I just feel like I need to focus more on rehab, obviously, and then after rehab, um, get back to the thing I've loved doing. That's running routes, catching balls, you know, just the little things, the the three-step and cuts, just getting my knee to where it can be 100% before I do anything further than that. Yeah, and, and I know it's – um. I love asking this question because especially now with you being a tight end playing in the game today, I mean, we have a couple of great ones in the league right now with Travis Kelsey and George Kittle and Zach Ertz. Like there's a ton of great tight ends, kind of guys that can do a little bit of everything. I mean, I, I that's one of my favorite things about George Kittle is he can do the after catch stuff. He's an incredible athlete, but then you see him in the run game and he just gets after it as an all around player. Kind of like you were talking about a little bit earlier, who are some guys for you, Nick past present? you know, while you were growing up, whatever it might be that you maybe watched really closely. It could be a different position and just model your game after a little bit. Um, Antonio Gates is a big one. He's known as one of the greatest ever because he is so reliable and just he's not the most athletic. He's not the strongest. He just did what he was told to do, and it paid off in the end. And uh, I like to say Jason Witten. He's also Mr. Reliable, and he doesn't do anything too fancy. He's just a – an older guy, older veteran who knows the playbook, knows what to do. He's smart. He understands, like, the concept of just about every play they run. He, he just finds the open hole. He's one of those guys that I like to resemble because I try to find the, uh, the open hole. So instead of, like, uh, running a 10-yard in and stopping, whether it's cover two, cover three, whatever it is, you got to find the hole. So obviously he knows exactly what to do during every play, during every coverage. You just got to – if you can understand defense, then you'll understand your offense, and that's what he does really good at. So I like to resemble him a lot. And, and I kind of want to ask you briefly about just the defenses that you're able to play against, but more importantly maybe on a day-to-day basis because I know we just saw a bunch of guys drafted. Obviously Javon Kinlaw, DJ Wanham. There, there's a lot of guys – 
in this past draft that came out. Kobe Smith, I know, is a, is a guy that's getting some looks after the draft. But then you also have J.C. Horn coming back. you got Israel at the other corner. You had T.J. Brunson in this past draft. Like, there's a ton of defensive talent, obviously, on South Carolina's team. How much has that been able to help you moving into the SEC football world, playing against some of these guys on a day-to-day basis, and how has that practice time kind of helped you improve your game as well? Um, yeah, no doubt. Those are all dogs in the football world. But, uh, you know, just blocking DJ Wanham every day, all day, for two hours, it, it's not fun, but it gets me better, it gets him better. So that's always a plus. And then sometimes I was able to be in uh, a formation where I'm outside, so I got to run routes against uh, Izzy and JC, who are probably going to be first, second-round draft picks, no doubt, within the next year or two. And then uh, sometimes I'd have to fill inside for Brunson and uh, Ernest Jones, who's also going to be a draft pick one day. Just playing against those guys all day, every day, makes competition easier. Mm-hmm. So instead of worrying about, oh, God, it's Alabama, they're fourth-ranked, they're third-ranked, whatever it is, oh, God, LSU, it's, oh, God, it's another guy, like – it's basically me practicing against our defense. No matter how good we play against somebody, I've already practiced against somebody that good. So it's it's definitely a, a blessing to go against them every day because, well, not anymore because they're in the NFL, most of them. But it's it's always been tough, but it's very strategic for me to help me throughout the game what I do in practice. Absolutely. And I know kind of we're looking forward a little bit now, Nick, because I know you're still working through rehab and getting better and and obviously remaining hopeful that the college football season is going to be on time. There's going to be a full season. All those dynamics are still going to get worked out for you, though, in the perfect world, individually, team wise. What is going to be the great end to your career? What's going to kind of make it a successful year for you ending in 2020? Um, I feel like. Everything will be put into place, and I'll have the opportunity to play at the next level if I just stay healthy. That's one thing I've always wanted to do. And, I mean, it's not like it's a downer on me because I can fight through anything, but just knowing that if I can stay healthy and play through that the whole season, that's my main objective this year because when that happens, everything else will fall into place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely. And you obviously just experienced it. A little bit with seeing your brother kind of getting that call and, and you know, getting the draft pick and, and just seeing his dreams come true. For you now, kind of looking forward to that. Obviously, you know, I, I believe that, you know, if like you kind of said, if, if everything gets in line, you're able to stay healthy. I believe that you definitely have the potential to be in that, cert, that same type of situation for you. Just what type of blessing would that be? I, obviously, you, you felt it through your brother a little bit, but I'm sure you know you can just kind of imagine a little bit like getting that call yourself. Like, What type of blessing do you think that would be for you? Man, it's a dream come true. Like I said, growing up, man, that's, that's all you want to do. I don't want to be a football player. I want to be known as a, a good human being, a good person. But when it comes to football, that's, that's the highest you can get. And I want to be a stud in that level. And for that, me to do that, I'm going to have to stay healthy and all things will come true. So. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to kind of wrap it up here again. Nick Muse, tight end from South Carolina. William and Mary transfer, did some great things in the CAA for a couple of years. Looking forward to what he's able to accomplish in 2020. Ryan Roberts, Rising Draft with NFL Draft Bible here. Nick, man, want to thank you again so much. It was awesome digging into your story for a few minutes. I, I genuinely appreciate it, and I'll be absolutely rooting for you moving into the season. Yes, sir. I appreciate you for the call.